fucking with my beats because my nuts had them out. Burn holes in every pair of my jeans. I got a closet full of dirty hoodies smelling Ooh, like weed. Yeah. And I'm still looking for the way. Sometimes I just be drinking and I'm smoking yeah, all day. So please don't mind if I chill. I'm looking up to the heavens while I'm strolling to hell. What up? Half the shit I do, I know my wife and she hate it. I got another tattoo, I know my wife and she hate it. When I drink that loon juice, I know my wife and she hate it. So I beat the pussy up every day, so amazing. Right. Is it one of those where you want me to talk like this, or is it cool if I? You're cool. I'll pick it up. I'll adjust as necessary. Okay. The closer the better, though. You give me one. Those long arms. This one. This one wasn't bad. I like them. I like the. I like the Corona ones. Mango. Megan don't do mango, so I dated this chick long time ago. She said Mongo. You ever heard that? Was she an alien? I never heard it before. Going to her house, she's, never heard that. Yeah. She's like, "You want something to eat?" I'm like, eh, "I'm alright." She's like, "I made some mon- mango salsa." I was like, "Was she Filipino?" Nah. That sounds like an I like, have some mango. Uh-uh. You want another blanket? <laughs> <laughs> no. My she- son had that wicked. Filipino accent his first like three years of his life for real yeah his uh while I was deployed when he was two and his his grandma would look after him a lot while yeah, I was deployed I mean, and yeah yeah she had that thick accent and so he <laughs> a little ginger white boy would walk around daddy can I get another blanket <laughs> <laughs> daddy I want a banana <laughs> so yeah. mango I can kind of see maybe Filipino I don't know yeah I never heard it she never was heard white. it before then yeah I don't know it's like what? Yeah, like those white girls. yeah, I guess it's a tom- tomato tomato thing. I never, uh, I never knew. But I've never heard that. No, me either. Dude, check this out. I'm, I mean, I didn't go to the doctor or nothing, but I'm pretty sure I bruised my lung, or T bruised my lung. <laughs> so I like up here. Uh-huh. Like, where is it at? Where's your pain? It's, well, I mean, okay. Well, the. The slam? I know you remember the slam. Yeah. <laughs> because I heard both you guys like, oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, In the background. I absorbed it all right on my left pec. Like, so it just pushed me all the way in. But my head was like this, and I was wrapped around him, so it fucked up my neck as it hit the ground, and my shoulder. But the most damage is like, Ugh. yeah, I couldn't, it's real hard to breathe for, for a few weeks, or for a few, it's only been a week. Uh like it's not even been a week, but not even yet. it's healing quickly. Uh, I looked it up. It was like three to fourteen days for a full recovery, but you should be good after day two. I was like, I could start to breathe after day two. I was just like, holy fuck! Like, but I've sneezed twice since Thursday, and it kills the worst. I've yeah. never like I've I've had some dings. Is that what it is? I've had, dude, I've had uh, honestly. This now that you say that, I've had the same issue. But nobody slammed me. Me were just it was me and Sean messing around. I let him take my back, and his lady was there. I don't know. Oh, you were that was like three weeks ago. Yeah, that was yeah. His lady was there, and I was just like, I just you know, I don't want to because we were standing up. I didn't want to trip him, and he had he's had just got over like a back injury. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know why you want to wrestle right now, especially me. You know. I got you on weight and strength wise for sure. I, I don't know. I was just like, I don't know why you want to wrestle right now, but fuck it, okay. And I let him take my back and took me out. And I was just working on defense and, you know, just fucking around. And 
once I finally got around on him, he was like, no, oh, I'm tired. I'm done. Yeah, you got... <laughs> like, right when I got position on him, he was like, oh, I'm done. Yeah, I'm you, tap. you had, like, <laughs> side control with both his hands pinned down, and he's just on his back. He's like, Look at me. I quit. I quit. <laughs> and you're like, what? Um, yeah, nope, I'm done. But <laughs> still, to this day, like, uh, so I'm kind of seeing this nurse. She's a ER nurse, and I was telling her about it, <clears throat> and at first it was it was quite painful, but... The pain kind of subsides, but whenever I sneeze and I have allergies, so I sneeze probably once or twice a day, and it's a good one. It's like somebody is stabbing me with a fucking ice pick through through like my heart, change your like right mood. here, like <laughs> right in there, and I have to like literally seize up and close my eyes and and meditate the pain away. Well, I just, <laughs> but it goes away after about ten seconds, and but yeah, something happened in there, dude, and that's the only thing that happened. That's what we did. Hmm. He just tried to choke me out, and he got. You know, tried a few rear nakeds on me. That was it. And there was nothing that happened here. Hmm. And it was like I woke up the next morning. I was like, oh, shit. You know, it was tough. Like, I needed a boost to get out. I told her to push me. That's weird. <laughs> Help me push. I need a boost. Yeah, that whole, like, my whole, all weekend, like, I couldn't, I got to use momentum to get up. Like, I can't activate my core. Are we live? hurting, like, my upper oh, chest. okay. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, welcome to the basement. <laughs> welcome back. And welcome back to the basement. You miss serving? No. Me either. I know I hesitated there, but no. no I, I miss I miss the people. I mean, absolutely. I miss there's, the people I serve with. I mean, there's everywhere you went. There's nothing. Not that I don't have that here. I definitely have that here with my family, with you guys. I mean, definitely have it with our vet veteran community that's just growing. Like vet sports is sponsoring our team i was just about to throw something out there on social media too like if there's anybody out there that can see this through vet sports arizona we're here now we're not just doing softball we can do volleyball golf there's other things that we can do and get involved with with them and they could you know help us out i mean that's what they're there for is to combat you know suicide bring light suicide awareness and have people give it, give them an avenue to go do something and get out there and meet new people and try and, you know, doesn't cure it, but it helps some people. It definitely helps me. So, yeah, hell you know, yeah. I look forward to softball. I was talking to this girl the other day, and it's like, it's kind of like, are you religious? And I was like, kind of. You know, I, the the ball field to me is that's my religion, dude. It's going to church whenever I go out there and fuck yeah, hit some nukes, hit some dingers. That's what I'm about. That's kind of my church. I, um, I don't miss serving, not one bit. Yeah. Our great uncle Sam's a real fucking something. Uh, like the more I'm out too, the more I kind of see like how bullshit it was. And I do miss being around aircraft mechanics though. Like the camaraderie. Shit, though. Yeah. Like a T's birthday party. It was like a bunch of fucking maintainers. God damn it. Yeah. So I'm talking about. Bunch of assholes. I was t- the trailer park came up and that one dude with the with the big beard, little skinny dude, star. He's all like, I started talking about. I was talking to Lewis and he overheard us. He's like, I'm from a trailer park. I'm like, yeah, you look like you're from a trailer park. <laughs> What's somebody from a trailer park look like? Same as me, motherfucker. I'm from a trailer park too. goddammit. it. <laughs> but but you're from one there you can see all the wheels probably. <laughs> And I'm sure there's other jobs out there that have that, you know, extreme, extremely diverse. Like you, you can say diverse, you know, crowd, or we had a diverse career field. You know, men, women. Uh, got a guy from Puerto Rico. We taught him how to 
speak English. <laughs> um, thought a guy had to try and not be racist. He saw his first black guy live, not just on the television, but live at basic training. Wow. So I had to kind of teach him, like, hey, this is the shit you can and can't say here now. And then not want to whoop his ass because of his beliefs and his, you know, how he was raised. And you kind of had to be his daddy for a little bit, you know. And that was, <laughs> that was one of my fucking troops. And That's crazy to me. I don't think he lasted. I think he hit him. He was, was in his blood a little too deep. But, <clears throat> you know, you try and not judge these people, but he's from a fucking hill in West Virginia. <clears throat> And he pretty much stayed in that hill until he joined the military, and he didn't really know anything else other than what the people around him were telling him. And the schools there, I don't think, are, you know, in the area that he was in. I'm not saying smart people can't be from West Virginia, because one of the smartest guys I know is from West Virginia. I just don't understand that mentality. That Okay, I understand how you can get to that point based on just your your nurture, just the way you grow up, who you're around, that is your victim of circumstance. But once you're presented with a new reality, new facts, why it's so difficult for people to change like their thought process. Mm. And, uh, and I get it's not necessarily easy, but once you're presented with new information, it's just like, oh, what source did this come from? Oh, that's a valid source. I should really change my thinking. So that's, I don't know. That's how I look at stuff, especially growing up like as the most diverse individual in any room I've ever been in. Like up until joining the military, like it's just I go, I go years without seeing another mixed person. Sometimes, like outside of my family, anyways. You know, I got a bunch of mixed cousins and shit like that. But I don't know. I, I just don't get it. And I'm being perceived as black around all white people gave me just an interesting view on the world. This is, I mean. It was tough. It was definitely because I I, I couldn't. I mean, it's just, you want to teach this guy a lesson. Sometimes some of the shit he said was like you wanted to. <laughs> what I what do I know? I get my. You say you get out of line. You say some dumb shit. You get your ass whooped. Yeah. Saying some shit like that, and but it's like you can't really do that there. You can't really do that to your troop to at work or even out of work or whatever you know. So I tried to distance myself, but also I had to be. I had to tell him how to not be a racist. <laughs> hey, I think man, that's one of the worst parts. About what are you gonna do? Like, are you? Do you think you can just go on with your life, just acting like this? Like, dude, these you really truly don't think that they're equal to you? Like, yeah, you gotta bring up all these conversations, and you never thought you would have to do that. So, there, as it's coming out of your mouth, and you're telling this guy that. And you're starting to believe that he truly believes this. He is very, he has it in him. It was, it was kind of fucked up. And uh, a lot of people that know me actually know this story because I, I've said it multiple times because that was one of the most trying, you know, as a supervisor to my subordinate, like one of the most trying things I've ever had to um, teach somebody, learn them to. I just thought I didn't know how to do it. Like, I was not good at it, obviously. I mean, I don't think he lasted in the military. I don't know. I mean, I, I got into a fight and ended up getting getting the boot, so I don't know. But Yeah, well, two things to both He was still points. there when I left. I don't get... Um, uh, 
I can do with it later. Dude, I can't. It doesn't matter. This guy's asking me if I did something. But he needed to give me more info in order for me to do it. So it's like, no, dude, when you send me the shit, I'm going to do it. Um, oh, text message? Yeah, it's an email work shit. But <clears throat> no, I don't get. Um, or I don't like military. People are able to just be bitch made. And they're not allowed to get hit. Bitch made. Bitch made. Bitch made. Yeah. And not get, they can just act a certain way, whether that be racist or entitled or just be a fucking asshole, whatever, and not get any repercussions for it. Like, hold on, you're telling me this dude is straight up and down a fucking asshole to my face and I I can't fist fight him? Oh yeah. I can't just hit I can't hit you? Like, are you are you for real right now? We can't we can't do this and just settle this? I don't like that aspect of it. Well, you can't really do that in life either. It's not just the military. There's in my job, I can't. I had a doctor today. Uh, I they requested I change some ceiling tiles in his area. Well, I only work from nine to two, so they are practicing from nine to two. So I tried to find a a time where it wasn't so busy. I went in there. I go change some shit and. Oh, this this can't happen. Like, oh no, you need. Oh, who told you you could come in here? And I was like. I mean, I'm the building engineer for these buildings. Nobody really told me I could. I just said I was going to. And I just, I want to get out of your hair. Like, this is only going to take me 20 minutes. Like, I can get in and out. I can take this bulk hair, you know. And as I'm explaining, like, hey, I can get this stuff out of here. And I could cut this tile, you know, outside. Not in here, so it's not, you know, blocking whatever. But I'm not, you know, and as I'm trying to explain to him, I'm not, against any safety regulations or I'm not blocking anything off in case of a fire. Like I'm not, you know, he was like, you got, this is, this is it. You got to go. This is terrible. This cannot happen during my practice, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, I, yes, sir, you know, okay. And then just walked away, but it's like, yeah. But even then, like I couldn't even get loud. I couldn't, if I wanted to be like, Hey, I'm here for you. I'm here to help you because your people called me to tell me to come fix this. Like, I'm here for you. I'm here to help you. But, like, he didn't get it. He was getting loud, but I couldn't get loud back. He's a fucking doctor. And I'm just a little technician. Fuck him. Yeah. Fuck I wanted, his I wanted, I know. Because he was looking at me like I was this fucking little peasant. You know, peasant. That's and why his wife's getting fucked right now by somebody else. Or Maybe she's on Tinder. Maybe I'll find her. <laughs> there you go. The universe maybe I'll will get her always that find way. fucking balance. But definitely age has given me the uh, the ability to give a thumbs up and a smile. Like, it's all good. Like, I'm not... He didn't change my day at all. Honestly, I forgot about it until just now. It, it, <sighs> like, what we were talking about reminded me of that. And, I had something uh, else I was going to say. I you forgot. can't really do that. You can't just fight anybody you want. Well, a mili- <laughs> Not just in the military. Well, like, in yeah, anywhere. I, I get Especially that. now. And I get where... These kids are they're soft, man. This I, is a soft society. Yeah. Absolutely. I get a soft... Talk about the Fernando Tatis thing earlier. Even in sports, everything mm-hmm. is softer. You know, oh, there. You guys are already winning by seven. You know, like, don't hurt them too much. It's fucking sports. You think people fucking tune into the game to watch? You know, watch you take a ball. Like, if you see a ball that you can jack four hundred yard, four hundred feet, fucking do it. That's why people tune in. Nobody gives a shit about your feelings. The Rangers are all mad because he took a three zero pitch and hit a grand slam. The only thing that was 
incorrect out of the whole situation is Fernando Tatis went and apologized. That oh. should not have happened. He uh, publicly apologized, and that was fucking bullshit. You shouldn't have fucking done that. Pussy. Well, he got yelled pussy. at by his manager. Like he went in after he rounded the bases. He went in. His manager was yelling at him. Fuck so his manager off. again, like, because I don't know why you're the Padres. Who gives a shit? You're gonna be terrible forever. <laughs> you just signed one of the worst fucking third basemen's. I fucking hate that guy. What's I don't. I, what's his name? Machado. I fucking hate Machado, dude. I, I hate him with a passion, you know? And the Padres are never going to be good. They're never going to be good for at least a long time. No, and I, I, I get the... Uh, 10, 15, 20 years, they're not going to be good. So who gives a shit? Yeah. No, I, I definitely Plus, this don't. season's already a wash. Everybody was wanting, like... I was missing baseball so much it fucking hurt. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've, I love this kind of shit. Like, I don't care. People want to tune in. People want to get away from their shit. Like, why are you arguing about that? Why are you soft about that? Don't get so... Like, why are we so soft? As a society, it's hit sports. It's hit military. It's hit everything that I know. It's hit everything. Everybody's just soft. I put a post out the other day talking about, you know, I I don't think marriage is the right... I'm not saying it's not the right way to go, but it's like... Yeah, and I'm not saying it was, you know... And I just got a bunch of backlash. It was like... Everybody was mad at me because I was downgrading women. I was like, no, I'm talking about the institution of marriage. I just don't, I didn't agree with it. Your post didn't have anything to do with women. That's what I thought, but. It was about men. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily make it about women. It's about. I don't know. And I just got a bunch, like some of my family members were fucking texting and calling me and they were like very upset with me and my, my ideas. They wanted to know more about it. And I was like, well, here it is. Like. I just, I, apparently, I, <laughs> I'm not allowed to say my piece anymore. And I, I wasn't bashing women at all. I, I, no. I'm surrounded by strong, empowered women. My sister and my mom or my grandma, you know, my aunts, they are all supporting families, you know, almost by themselves. And it's like, I'm surrounded. I love all of these women. <laughs> and I know that it can happen. And there are some marriages that I end up do working, too. But for me, and from what I've seen in life, the institution of marriage really only fucks with you. I lost everything. Essentially, I lost everything. I went to fucking Germany with a guitar, an Xbox, and a TV. I I gave away everything. She took everything else. And I I had to spend over $10,000 in lawyer fees to get my son back. Damn. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I got five sisters. I was raised by a single mom. My grandma's tattooed on me. Like, I... Got n- so you you understand how women can be empowered and you know, and women they should can be empowered. Li- they they definitely are, and they definitely can run an entire household by themselves. And it's Man, just government has no business in being involved in that's, marriage. Really, I think that's that's one of my biggest. That's kind of what you know. I mean, I took it from T had posted, it and then I just re- retweeted it. Oh, that's why I was confused. Because I, I saw his first and then yours, but the I muddied the conversations. I was like, because I read I read comments and shit. Oh yeah. I was like, wait, what what's happening here? Yeah. Hey, uh, I just I just retweeted it. It was like a drunk like drunk moment. I didn't really read the whole thing either. I just retweeted it and then yeah, government has no business being involved in marriage. It, it, that's essentially it, what it doesn't what. What I'm doing in my bedroom doesn't matter. There's like all the, uh, not all of, many of the hot and button issues they keep us divided with. I have no reason being 
government involved to begin with. Yeah. Not all of them, but some of them. They're definitely marriage being one of those. I'll throw abortion in that category, too. Like, that's not a government concern. Yeah. That's somebody's personal battle. Uh, and that's doesn't have anything to do with with federal government like i don't or state government any government it's up the things that are up to individuals if i want to be with my wife forever and start a family and have kids what does that have to do with the government mm. i just i just don't i don't i don't get it i don't see it but yeah the way it's set up right now more often than not because i mean we're still dealing with leftover not modern Setups, household, men are the breadwinner, whatever that looks like. You know, uh, custody favors more, more moms more often than not. Not everybody that is changing. But when I got divorced, I mean, it definitely favored the woman, and like, you know, it was tough. The divorce was tough originally, but my lawyer has definitely stated that it's the Arizona is changing back to more of a, you know, trying to level out the playing field. And I've done nothing wrong. I never did anything wrong to not have custody of my kid. I've never, you know, no felonies. There was no abuse. There was no anything. I just had to get stationed in Germany because the government told me to do that. <laughs> and she didn't want to go, and I don't blame her. You know, our marriage was was not good anyways. I'm not a good husband. I get it. But why do I have to fight to have my own kid? Yeah, it just seems like if government is going to be involved, they could go about it differently when you know, things dissolve, you know, it's uh, everything split 50, 50 debt, whatever, and custody for sure. Unless you can prove otherwise. And it should be on the onus for the, that person like, Oh shit, my wife ran up a bunch of debt. I didn't even know about it. This wasn't debt we had together. <laughs> That's her debt. Like you shouldn't be put on you and custody unless you can prove somebody's an unfit parent yeah, for whatever I have reason. A, I have a family member that, <clears throat> um, he thought he was in a great relationship and she was she had met somebody else and she scammed him bad and she ran up she got like four or five credit cards and ran up like all sorts of debt like almost 50 grand worth of debt and emptied out their bank accounts and then gave him the divorce Fuck. because she knew that she was gonna she was only gonna have to accrue like handle half of that and he ended up having to take more of that on because oh, he was the breadwinner. So, cause he was, you know, he was the one that brought home the money. She stayed home with the kids, but she did that. And now because they got married, now he has to, through the divorce, he has to pay all that debt off. Doesn't make almost any all of it. So Not I, all of it, but almost all of it. It's brutal. That is brutal. So, uh, so is that his alimony or is he paying alimony? And too? I know, and I know, uh, I don't know if they were together long enough for alimony. It's like 15, 20 years. You have to be together for oh, alimony. For there is a certain time. I know my ex-wife was like, I'm going to get you for alimony too. She tried that. She was like, for she real? actually tried that. And I was like, bitch, we're only married for fucking three years. You know what alimony is? Like, she didn't even know what it is, but she just saw an avenue to take more money from me and take more things from me. I went to Germany for the first year. I was eating off a of fucking cardboard box. Mm. <laughs> Ew, that's, that ain't great. Yeah. Alimony should have like, caps too like it, for whatever this is okay everything's split 50 50 you from the beginning and then we've proved for either party what goes where and we've decided this person was the breadwinner you got to pay this other person but it should only last a year five 
Like, what can I mean, we... how long does it take to to find a find a good job? I don't know. I don't like that. I don't, I don't know if I have any any opinion about alimony. I think definitely if you know, because there's a lot of stories that you know dudes can be pieces of shit too. Yeah, you know, for this, sure. And like that was a lot of backlash from my post. I was getting was like, well, you know, I can say this. Like a lot of women are like this too. Like they, there's no, there's nothing in it for them either. Why do they get married to men? You know, there's nothing really in it. And I was like, that you made my point. Right. Thank you. <laughs> there is no point to get married. You can be with somebody for the rest of your life. I can only speak for I'm all about monogamy. You know, I've had my fun back in the day, but I'm about monogamy now. And like, you know, I don't, I've never cheated. I've never done anything like that. And I could definitely be with somebody forever. You don't have to make it. The, the government have to sign off on it. I don't know. There's plenty of people that are way more intelligent than us that, I've right. probably had podcasts and talk about this shit. <laughs> like people, if anybody does listen to this, like these fucking idiots. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I know I'm an idiot, but I mean we're both divorced, so yeah. I just I don't really have an opinion on on alimony because I mean there's so many pieces of shit that hey I'm gonna go to the store grab smokes and then they're gone after 15 years of marriage and they never come back and they don't fucking say anything like that's definitely it's definitely like an 80s 90s story but i'm sure there's more that's a running you know, joke we have like anytime one of us is about to leave just say i'm gonna go get some smokes <laughs> neither of us smoke so back like, in a jiffy and then yeah. like gone you know and like yeah there's definitely so it's like how those women have to get back on their feet and all they've been doing is is taking care of the house because back then you could do that you could have one person work for oh, this, yeah. you know, forever, and like, and they're the ones. That's all the money you need. But now, We've significantly, it's not like that. It significantly is, you have to have you have to have two people in one household to make money. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, child support ruins me. Child oh, support yeah. just. I mean, seven hundred bucks a month kills me. I mean, I'm not. You know, I didn't. I didn't go to college, so I. I have. You know, I'm a technician. I fix things, and it just it takes a lot for me to. To make ends meet right now with a seven hundred dollar child support payment is is definitely tough, but we we make it happen. I make it happen. You know, she's she's definitely well off, and my son has everything that he needs, and that's. But a lot of people don't have it like that. They don't. The guy just leaves and doesn't pay child support. There's so there's so many stories out there. I went because I was unemployed for about a year and a half when I broke my leg, and I just I had a down down year and a half. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I was unemployed, and you know, uh, my ex-wife was trying to. She literally sent me a text saying, "I want to put you in jail. I want to put you there. Like it's going to be hard to see your son when you're in jail." And I was like, "Okay, like I mean, do what you got to do." And I went and DES, so Department of Economic Services here. I mean, that's the the department that deals with child support and stuff. They called me in. They're like, "Hey, we need to have a meeting." I was like, "Cool." So I show up, and they're like, "Hey, you know." And I was talking to this lady, and she was like, "Honestly." Because I was like, I don't want to go to jail. Like, people go to jail over this. And she was like, oh, no, you're fine. You've paid child support for X amount of years for, you know, at the time was like five years. I never missed a payment, 700 bucks a month. And she was like, there's people that have like 15 years, never paid a right, dollar. Yeah. Like, she was like, all you have to do to avoid jail is give her $5 a month. I was like, what? She was like, that's the way to beat the system. All you have to do is pay $5 a month and it shows that you're doing something and they won't send you to jail. Wow. Jails are, I mean, prisons are, jails are over capacity. 
Mm-hmm. So they're not going to send more people there, especially for child support. All the people that are backed up on child support, it's ridiculous. And I actually just got a piece of letter in the mail. I'm, I'm cleared. I'm good. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not, not going to jail. <laughs> I'm not in arrears. I've given her everything that she has deserved. And I mean, she's definitely raised my son. She's a great mother. I know I said a B word earlier, but she is a great mother. She definitely is a bitch, but she is a great mother as well. Um, and she just is deserving of this money. It might be a lot of money for me. It's a lot of money, and I know she's well off. But you know, I think that's just really, really important. Just to pick the appropriate uh, partner you're going to be the to father, or to have a, have a kid with, male or female. Just somebody who, in the event things go south. Or the event one of you dies, that you know that other person like if I if I if I kick it right now, Mrs. Rain got it. She got it. That is true. Held down. You know. You know she, that is true. That is a bonus of of doing that. But you can also just have a will made. You don't have to get married. Just have a will made. Hey, this lady gets everything. You know. Oh yeah, I was just talking about procreating, picking the right person to. Oh, I thought you were talking about if you kicked it like. She she gets every like oh yeah no I'm big on that uh, having having a will in place being properly insured that's also killed some people though too yeah. you know people have <laughs> definitely died because they have a a nice uh, two hundred fifty thousand life insurance policy I would say that's an, men and women both hey men yeah. have killed women and women have killed men over life insurance absolutely yeah. I'm not oh, trying yeah. to say it's just one way or the other. I just feel like I have to tiptoe around this shit now because I put this post out <laughs> two days ago and my whole family's like, I don't even know about him anymore. I'm like, wait a second. You know, I've had to explain myself to a few people. Ah, my family's never known about me. I don't talk. So this is what we decided. I mean, we didn't decide. I mean, it just kind of is. But I don't have a great relationship with either side of my family, my mom's or my dad's side. And Megan's small. They got a tiny, tiny yeah. family. So it's like there's not a lot of extracurriculars to even feed that type of bullshit in. So like we're literally changing the trajectory of a family. Just I'm doing it. She's making great money doing her thing and I'm I'm getting by, but ultimately I'm trying to just change the mentality. Like I want my kids to have a different mentality than myself or any of my cousins ever had. There's just no hope there. Nobody taught me how to be a productive member of society. I just listened at school when I went as a little kid and avoided trouble by just narrow, narrow amounts mm. all the time. So I just want to just set my kids off better so they can do more for their kids and so on and so forth. It's just I want to look back on this as the epicenter of something great with this family name. No, I don't know. Just talking shit. Yeah. Well, you're doing it right, man. I mean, it's we planned it all out, man. It was to have a relationship, get to know each other, take some vacations, have a good time, be comfortable, meet each other's families, really see what's going on. All right, live together, have uh, uh, get married, then have kids. Like we're doing it, it's the exact opposite of what my parents did. It was a high school mistake. My mom swears up and down. Like she's like, you were in an accident. I'm like, you, you got pregnant when you were 16. Like, why, why are you trying to tell me I wasn't in an accident? Like, it's okay. If anybody <laughs> out there, any statistician or any mathematic tries to tell me that 80% of the population right now is is not a mistake, 
That is bullshit. Eighty percent. I'm gonna say I would I would put that number out there. I would say eighty percent of us as human beings were not planned. Here's why I believe your bro science stat you just pulled out of your ass because I've never met anyone else who's done what M- Megan and I have done. Sat down, had a conversation, and planned out. Let's try to do it like this. My and- sister is the only one that's doing it. I'm in. She has. She's not pregnant yet. As far as I know, but you know, she met a guy. She got married, and they're they're still you know in their travel phase. They want to travel. They want to do this and that, and then they're gonna settle down and have kids. And I might have met one or two other couples out of all the people I've met. I right. might have met one or two other families that aren't broken or aren't you know multiple different baby daddies or. Bro, I've had more stepdads I can count. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean. <laughs> People, my mom is actually. I think I I wanted to say ninety percent. I bumped it down to eighty percent. It might be ninety. Last minute, (laughs) but I think that's a flaw. I wish I wish we had a a a big listener base. We could do like a a little, you know, test a little. What's it called? Uh, A poll. Yeah, just a poll. I think that's a flaw in society, though. That's what comes back to my original sentiment of what I want to do for my kids is just provide them all the information to be emotionally equipped to deal with society and the the things that you can avoid if you do these, take these steps. You're going to avoid all this bullshit. Like, I've already, like, Tyler Lopez, he's like, dude, I already did everything the hard way in real estate. I know the best way to do everything wrong. All right, we can do it. So I want to basically take that sentiment and apply it to life in my kids. Like, look, man, I already did everything wrong. And I got to see all these people do all this wrong bullshit. You can do it completely different, entirely and completely different, and be in a way better place at the same age, like right now. And I'm in a great place. Like, I mean, fuck, come on. I can't complain about anything. Like, it's real difficult. It's all first world problems. So, that's, that's I don't know. That's all I want to do. Just output, just change the mentality of a family. And let that be my legacy to live on forever. Ultimately, right. I want my grandkids to only have positive stories to say about me. And if I get to live long enough to see great-grandkids, bitching. And if there's some, like, mistakes along the way, because everybody's human and people going to fuck up, like, I'd love to be the head of, like, six generations. Like, if I got five generations beneath me, like, great-great-grandkids, fuck Yeah. Like, that yeah. would be dope. My family got to five. Like, my great-grandma lived till uh, she was 96 or something. Very poor health. Very poor health. But she lived a real long time, even despite it. But she had, uh, it was her and then her kids, one of her grandkids. And then had another kid. She, so it was, hold on, it was grandma, great-grandma. My auntie, my cousin, and her kid. So we had four generations at one time. It was what my dad's side hit. And my mom's, we never got to four. All So, I don't know, man. Just when I sit back and really think about life and the universe and all the things that have kind of been presented to me through revelations in life or, or tripping on mushrooms and tapping into the other side. I was just thinking about mushrooms. I'm always just thinking <laughs> I'm about mushrooms. I'm literally just thinking about <laughs> But the things I've tapped into, the places I've been, the people I've met, like I really feel like I'm here for a long time. Like I feel like I'm here for a long time. And I really got to thinking about that, just that specific point, and then universal balance. And all right, and it really, it's calling to me, and this is recent thought that like Mrs. Rain's here for a long time too. 
Like, we both grew up, like, pretty fucked, entirely different, but really fucked, completely fucked. It's like, we've had this quiet heartache, and that quiet heartache found each other, and we're polar opposites, which finds balance, you know, just along universal frequencies, you know, to talk shit. Uh, But I think she's here for a long time, too. I think we're both just here for a long time to just put out goodness and positivity in people, because we didn't have that. Or to an extent, we didn't have that. Like, I, I, in a sense of wholeness, like there's, there's an emptiness in both of us that would, it'll never be filled. I mean, it's parental issues, relationships that aren't mended, that won't be mended, deaths that have happened, and so the best we can do is put it different for G and baby G. Just make it, just make it different for them. Uh, and I'm just noticing, just with all the overflow and influx of toys that are in this fucking house like i did it's it just hit me the other day like i never realized how her must have been for feeling and kind of some some may consider an treatment it's like oh you must you don't you don't swing the pendulum that far for no reason right so and whether that's something she realizes or not, like, I, I don't know. It's a conversation I suppose we need to have, but it's definitely. That's interesting. I don't, I don't, and that's me just talking out of my ass, trying to put things together. Like, why are these things happening? And I sit back with somebody who I know very well, like, oh, well, it must be, must be this, you know, and I'm maybe projecting a little bit, but it seems like it. Our mm-hmm. anniversary's in two days. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Nothing. <laughs> Solid plan. Just hang out. It's a I think Thursday. That's work out for you. Get some pizza. I, I ordered uh, ordered some uh, edible arrangements, and then I got a picture. I got to pick that up from the store, and then I'll just write something fancy. I fucked up my first anniversary, and I sang her a song, <laughs> and I haven't like done that since. I want to make one. I want to produce a track. I just put on like a karaoke song, on and sang it to her live. What song was it? Um, I don't know the name of it, but it's, I'll be better when I'm older. I'll be the greatest fan of your life. That one. Yeah. Yeah, nineties nineties classic. I'll be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What day is it? I don't and fucking know that. Month, I hope it wasn't Nickelback. So it's not. That might I don't know if that's the right song I even just started singing. That might be Nickelback. But uh but that is not Nickelback. It's just a nineties one hit wonder. <clears throat> I don't know. I'll be That's definitely a 90s song though Fanny. 90s Hey I don't know I go back and forth in my head 60s or 90s What's the greatest genre of music And I Shit. think right now the, Recently it's been 60s Like 60s Rock Classic rock Like is The shit And the 70s was good I could do without I could blip the 80s out of existence You take Michael Jackson out of the 80s The 80s ain't shit You know and 90s, just so many one-hit wonders. You don't go to a wedding with people our age and not hear just a bunch of 90s just hits. And none of us know the artists, but we all know the songs. That's so funny. My sister actually recently got married in January, oh, yeah. and she uh, one of the last songs on the DJ played was uh, that they had requested was a Blink-182 um, off their first album, not their second album. 
Dude, I walked out to... Uh, and we, we jammed out hard. Like, everybody was just... Like, that was the most bumping song the whole time. And they played some bangers, you know? Hip-hop. We had a little bit of everything going R&B, on. R&B, a, a lot of good stuff. But yeah. like 182 song just really tied the room together. <laughs> <laughs> I walked out to the Pretenders. I will walk 500 miles. That's what I walked out to. So it was me and my ma. And I gave my ma my fedora. And then... Watched all my groomsmen and bridesmaids walk down, and mm -hmm. when Megan came around the thing, I just started crying and shit. It was like, oh fuck, the pictures are dope. So Megan, so our our wedding was sick. We got married in a cornfield in Bumfuck, Wisconsin. Population. You were pretty big. I was like maybe two hundred five, two ten. Just got uh, off a steroid cycle. I, think. I mean, you had you had some chubby cheeks. I I just watched. I looked at that picture right out there, and it looked like there was it was a different couple. Well, the beard makes me look extremely different. Uh, I I'm was saying the the cheeks. I saw the puffy cheeks. I don't think I was too. I was pretty. I looked good at my wedding and like on the honeymoon. I was in some of the maybe like the second best shape I ever been in. Mm -hmm. I, I got some pictures like, damn, I'd love to be back in that shape again. No, yeah. but uh, yeah, I was maybe fresh off like eight months of human growth hormone. And then I, I was doing steroids. I went off steroids a little bit early before the wedding, so I had like three months off by the honeymoon because we're trying to get pregnant like right after the honeymoon. So I just made that timeline, make sure my nuts were working properly. Uh, but yeah, man, dude, I was doing steroids for. There was no travel. You wanted kids right away. Yeah. Or she wanted kids right away. I mean, it. Well, I mean, the clocks were ticking. We're we're not no spring chickens as far as having kids. Uh, but yeah, we didn't do any marriage travel together, and we did. Some, we in fact, we didn't travel a lot when we were dating. We hit a few states, maybe five states or so, uh, but we never went overseas or anything like that. A honeymoon stop in uh, Caribbean islands or something, if that counts. But no, we didn't. Uh, so at this point, we're you know waiting for the kids to get older to go do some real traveling. But ultimately, I'd love to uh, to gloss over the steroid years of my life uh retire or as close i think i'm always gonna have a job too like i don't foresee retiring a, a real legit well, retiring to retiring yeah but well Whatever. any which way that goes who I knows was yeah i think uh, who knows man when yeah. the kids are out of the fucking house uh sell the house Get a smaller house, maybe, and get a decent RV and just drive around cabin. the country. Cabin life would be I dope. I want a cabin. I, or, I, I mean, uh, especially, you know, like when I retire in 30 years. Where do you want it? Where would your cabin be? Your, your, see your where, old man cabin. We'll see where life's at. I want to be. Honestly, the White Mountains up here is not bad. Yeah. I've traveled up there a few times. Uh, my grandpa that. loves uh, loves that area. My dad wanted to retire there. Uh, he had a, a spot picked out in Flagstaff. Um, Sedona, White Mountains up there, like all that area is so beautiful. Um, weather, you got all four seasons, and you're in Arizona. So, I mean, if you, you, you want to get away from the winters up there, you got a two-hour drive down to Tucson and Phoenix, and welcome back to the fucking heat. Um, you know, I've had to deal with all these snowbirds, so why don't I become one? You know, if you can't beat them, join them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I definitely can see myself retiring in Arizona, but I, who knows, man? Who I, I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't know where. It's going to be in a cabin near a lake. Lake would be dope or river, either way, or creek. I'm not I'm, even I'm I don't even care creek. about fishing. Like I'm no, not even either. I don't even get, really give a shit about fishing. I just want to be near a lake so I can go fucking paddleboard and take a boat out and take my kids out if they want to fish or I love the water, man. I just I've always loved the water and you know, the ocean. I feel like, you know, California's pretty much a bust. Everybody wants to get the fuck out of California. Fuck California. I, yeah, I would never want to move there. I never wanted to move there five years ago, let alone what's happening now. That is the most ridiculous thing. How they are letting and allowing that kind of shit to happen. I watched a video of a guy try to get to his house in San Francisco. He tried to park in his garage, but there was a bunch of homeless people outside. And like he was asking them to move so he could park in his garage. And they were like, this is our area. Cops got called. Cops couldn't do anything because it's fucking public area because it's roads. And you, they can't move them. So he couldn't park in his fucking garage. Like, dude, there's a reason why people, there's a mass exodus out of fucking They're just letting California. it happen. They're, they're letting it, they're yeah. They're giving the state away, and they're charging people more. <laughs> they're giving the state to people who don't pay for it, and yeah. charging the people that pay for it absurdly more. That's why a bunch of... I'm not a, pol- you know, I'm not a politician, I'm not an economist, but I can tell you that that is not the right way to do it. No. You know? I want to be a mountain man. In my retirement, I just want to be isolated in a cabin, little small house, whatever, trailer on top of a mountain, close to resources. Have a nice RV to go visit my people. Yeah, RV, but buy some water, you know, fish for my food, trap, and eat squirrels, like whatever. I don't give a fuck. Just the simple life, eat mushrooms. Oh, I wasn't going that hard, man. I still want, like, fucking pizza and... You know, chicken wings. I mean, I can't go away I wouldn't chicken mind wings. Th- I, wanna, I, I would go get it. I can't go. Like, I can't you need give to be, up chicken you wings. You need to be close enough for it to be brought to you. And I want to be, you know, one of those assholes. That, oh, here comes fucking Seth again <laughs> at the local bar. You know, holy shit. Are you drinking whiskey today? Is it Jameson or what is it? You know, hopefully there's a new whiskey by then that just tastes fucking <laughs> Who knows what 30 years is going to bring, man. Moon whiskey, bro. Mars whiskey, moon filtered through Mars rock, Mars sand filtered. Did I ever tell whiskey? you about applying to be one of the first three people on Mars? No, tell me now. Uh, my buddy uh, Robert in the military, one of the smartest guys I ever fucking met. So. You know, sorry, you know that's T's name. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, his name's Robert. Uh, we'll call him RK. Yeah, smart, smart ass dude. He was telling me about how he applied, and I was like, "Fuck, I'll go with you, dude. Let's go." I just thought it was a really cool thing to be one of the first three people on Mars. It was about a seven year training um, span. So once you got accepted, it had been seven years to train. So this is back in 2012, I think 2013. So right about now, the training should be ending. I I don't think they were going to start it till like 2015. They're still in the application process. Yeah, I applied. I didn't get a call back, needless to say. <laughs> uh, they don't want a fucking balding ginger up in Mars, apparently. <laughs> that doesn't know shit about agriculture. Or Generally anything. discharged from the military. <laughs> oh, what no, kind of I discharge got, did you get? I was honorable. Oh, you did? Nice. Yeah, it was honorable. Good, good, good. No, it just, uh, they, they just took my rank away because it was the first time I ever got in trouble and they took my rank away and they didn't know that, I mean, apparently. This is what they tell me is like they didn't really understand because Obama had just lowered the tenure for senior airmen like a year before that. So they didn't like they didn't fully they just thought, hey, senior airmen, they get to stay in for 12 years. So I had been in for seven at the time, you know, coming up on eight. And so when they lowered my tenure 
when they lowered the tenure and they took my rank, I go back to senior airman and I hit eight years. That immediately generates the discharge. Yeah. It's an honorable discharge, but it's hey, you've been a senior airman and we're gonna give you, you know, X amount of money. Um, because of your rank, we're gonna give you this amount of money and we appreciate your service and everything. And I you know, I wanted to stay in, I wanted that retirement, obviously, and then just start a new career when I'm forty. But it's all good. I'm definitely happy. I'm definitely glad I'm not dealing with what everybody's dealing with right now and I am very happy to be out and in the position I'm in. Being able to provide for my family and being in the civilian sector is, is amazing. It's, you know, I feel like a lot of people get scared. I think I was scared. I didn't want to. I didn't want to go back to civilian life. I wanted to stay in. Not that they had scared me into it or they had uh, manipulated me to where I felt like the military was the way to go because I was definitely against the grain. I mean, you talk to any of my supervisors, <laughs> I was way against the grain. I was the one that asked the questions that, you know, that battled the man up there. You know, why do we have to do this? I asked the questions, you know, why do we have to do this? You're making us fucking pick weeds on our 16th hour of work and you are wondering why morale is bad. I was the one that spoke up for my people. Absolutely. Um, why are we getting recalled at fucking three in the morning every month? You know, just a fucking why? I got there a call. Is no point in I got, it. I got a call on Christmas Day. It's middle of the day. Oh, hey, what's up, Donnie? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, man. I don't got great news. Mandatory formation tomorrow, 6 a.m. in blues. I was like, that's funny, man. What do you guys got going on? You're like, no, no, man, not kidding. I'm like, it's Christmas, and they want us to come in tomorrow. I'll take the in, paperwork. In blues. I'll go. Say, I'll take trial by court martial. Sign me up. I did that one time. We had a, a mandatory Saturday NCO greeting, whatever. Every all the all the staff sergeants, tech sergeants, going to sit here and figure out what the problem is with all whatever it was, a bunch of DS uh, safety violations or whatever the fuck it was. Right. I didn't come. I was on base walking to the golf course with another dude who had orders to Japan, so he didn't go either. He's like, Psh, I'm out of here. I'm not fucking going. I'm like, I'm not going either on the simple fact it's bullshit. Like, I, I wasn't even involved in what the fuck their problem is. And not only was I not involved, nobody who works on C-130s was involved. I was in a mix, the A-10s and the 130s. I was in... Uh, EMS is just one big ass squadron so I was like fuck that so I get a call like an hour in like where you at you're, you're one of very few people not here I'm like yeah man I wasn't gonna come I, I told you I wasn't gonna come I'll take the LOR like, <laughs> I'll, I'll take the reprimand like I don't give a fuck yeah. like um, we need you to be here like alright man it's gonna be like an hour <laughs> so I show up Nobody says shit to me. I'm there for five, ten minutes, and they break. Like, all right, thanks for everybody for coming. Later. And then no, nobody said anything after. It was like, I could have been on hole nine by now. You, this is triggering shit. me, dude. Like, <laughs> this kind of shit triggers me big time about, like, nobody said anything after that. No. Nothing happened. No. And then, like, I got a, I got reprimanded one time. I missed an appointment. They didn't give you an LOR? No, I didn't get anything. I got an LOR one time, though. I got reprimanded for uh, missed appointments. 
but they like they I was supposed to get the uh, what's the LOC letter of uh counseling for my first missed appointment which I didn't get so I missed a second one and my bad like I fucked up but they gave me they jumped straight to the the reprimand I was like hold on I never got a letter of counseling you're supposed to like do this a certain way like what the fuck is this yeah I fucked up but you don't get to just jump like where well, you were supposed to get well I didn't just dumb yeah, shit. Tell me about it. Yeah, just poor. The only thing I ever had in my piff was I had uh, LOC. I was late twice. I was late on a Saturday and then on a Sunday. And then my uh, supervisor, bless his heart, he's a sweet guy, Anthony Beneventi. Fucking awesome dude. Um, he was like, dude, as he's reading it, he was like, man, why are you making me do this shit, bro? You, you're one of my best troops. Like, And I was like, dude, I was late. I'm sorry. I deserve this shit. Absolutely. That was the, that's the only paperwork I've received in the military. That was it. And then they went straight to Article 15 because of the fight. Uh, they had no proof on anything. I mean, I, I told them the truth, the entire truth. I fucked a dude up. <laughs> he was out of control. I fucked him up. You know? And we like he went to the hospital right away. He had He had a concussion, but his face, like, nothing was jacked up. He tried to claim... He lied and tried to claim that I was kicking him while he's on the ground and like beating his brains in while he's on the ground, but I just subdued the situation. I I stopped him from fucking hitting other people, you know, and because they didn't like that I was there with one of my subordinates, so they got me for that. They didn't really get me for the fight. They got me from that, and I was like, how are you going to go straight to Article 15 for, you know, insubordination, for hanging out with your troop after hours? And I didn't tell him why I was there. Because he had just, one of my troops found out that his fucking brother had got put in, like, locked up for heroin dealing. He was looking at, this was like third strike type shit. Like, he was looking at, like, 20 to life, and he was doing a certain kind of drinking mm-hmm. that I've seen before. So I was like, I'm going to join you. And I wouldn't go there to know that. He was just on the, at the table by himself. Okay. Let's go. So, I don't know. Again. I'm definitely happier being out. Yeah, me too. Uh, the only thing I miss is being around aircraft mechanics, like the mentality, the the back and forth, the the rabble rousing, all, yeah, all yeah. the bullshit, the fighting uh, in the middle of like, oh shit, throw your tools down, we gonna wrestle here. Like, yeah. let's do this. Yeah, I definitely at our vet checks or when I when I meet new people that want to join us or you know are having a hard time, I definitely enjoy telling my story too. It doesn't bother me or anything, but. And let them know, like, hey, it did take me a few years to get right with it, you know. And I still kind of have a chip on my shoulder, but, you know, in the long run, I think it's it's a solid move. Either way, if you want to stay in, if you want to get out, if you're forced to get out, like, dude, that's it's okay. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I thought I was way, you know, strong-minded where I wasn't going to have any of these separation issues. Like, and it definitely hit me. <laughs> And I didn't know they just came out of fucking nowhere. It was kind of wild, so I did have them. But you know, you can get through them. And I was definitely there's definitely help out there. And like you and I are here to help those kind of people out. If you get into some shit in the military legally, I get the. We've said this before. In fact, episode sixteen on the Veterans Day vetcast. 
episode 16. Yeah. That's your mouth. Uh, don't say anything. Get alert. Get cons- yeah. Yep. Get get alert. Don't you say don't, anything. You don't wave that right. <laughs> and if you get read your Miranda rights, lawyer. I'm not saying yeah, shit. Don't like, say a fucking word. No, just lawyer up. Yeah, I definitely told my supervision like what happened. Like They were like, what the fuck happened? And I told them exactly what happened. There was other people there to... They got called in to ask what happened separately, and we all had the same story. It wasn't like we didn't lie or anything. Like, it was the same fucking story. You knew what happened. I whooped some dude's ass, absolutely. Happened on Memorial Day weekend in May. Funny. (laughs) Funny. But, uh... You're a big reason of why Vet Check exists. I mean, obviously, but I got, uh... I was at the... What's it called? No, Good Egg. The first watch. Excuse me. I saw this the breakfast dude. joint. Yeah, I saw this dude. I was just there with the fam, right before we saw each other at the Rogan. Yeah. Dude didn't look great. He just looked like a dude suffering severe PTSD, and like, oh shit. There's just a look about certain veterans. I was just like, hey man, you a vet? He's like, yep. I'm like, can I sit down with you? He's like, yeah. So I was like, all right, cool. Talked to him for a minute. I was like, yo, you got a support structure in town? He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, well, if not, reach out and don't hesitate to reach out, man. I'm, I'm a vet too. I, I get it, blah, blah, blah. We talked for a couple minutes. He's like, thanks, man. I was like, yeah, man, I just wanted to check on you. Fast forward like a week at the Rogan thing. And then like a few days after that, we were kicking it at, at B-dubs. And then you told me your story. I was like, huh. And then, like, Ian found his way back, and T found his way back, and I was like, fuck that. We're going to check on each other, because I'm not necessarily fully stable. Mm-hmm. So let's make sure nobody uh, nobody crosses that line, and everybody does all right for themselves and those around, and take care of each other, and just check on each other. Ultimately, that's what it is. Yeah, it's fun. We break the monotony of the week, and bullshit, and get drunk, but we also hit those, those, yeah. those deep frequencies that need yeah. to be need to be hit in the soul and figure things out amongst brothers ultimately yeah i have a buddy uh he goes back to to my dorm days uh my buddy cody not not cody rodriguez but my buddy cody stockman and he and i have been through some shit we we talked known each other for going on since 07 like since day one i literally moved in right next to him and uh he knows my whole family and he actually came over the other day because he was worried about me it was about three months ago and i definitely or maybe about two months ago and i was definitely feeling a certain way i knew my job was coming to an end here with cbre i knew they were selling my building so i needed something but I was trying to like mask the stress, you know, because everybody's stressed. My sister gets stressed out when I stressed out, you know, and I don't want them to to see it. So I was like masking it, but he came over and he could sense something was going on. And you know, he's a vet, you know, he's not really part of the, because he lives down in Vail. He's a family man. He doesn't really come out on Thursdays. It's a school night for him, so <laughs> he don't come out. But like for uh you guys to meet him but that was really cool it was much needed he took the day off just hung out with me we went out and got breakfast and went over to my cousin's Athens and got right so. yeah 
Speaking so. of the school night shit, I just, it just you made it dawn on me. I'm going to have to shift this to Saturdays in a, sometime in the not-too-long future. Shift what? Vet check. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Fridays or Saturdays, whatever. Just depends I mean, on T, T kind of brought up a good... I mean, who knows what the future brings with school. I really hope. I had uh, one of my good uh, softball buddies just had to send his kid up to Colorado with like his uh, family so he could go to school. It's his first year of high school. He wants him to go to school. You know, I was like, you, you ain't worried about Corona and stuff. He was like, no, like they're doing school and I want him to enjoy high school. Can't enjoy high school online and then just play video games. And he's a really good golfer, so he golfs and plays video games. That's all he does. It's like I want him to go in and enjoy high school and meet people. That's that's where it's at. <clears throat> so what? How long does this go? I'm like this. How long does it go until? That's just crazy to think about. I don't know. I'm fucking tired of it though. I, it's so miss handled mismanaged from the top down everything going on with this fucking pandemic like what what is going on like who are the leaders who's in charge whose guidance are we following right now like nobody knows so i'm just doing what i think's right like right. nobody has any valuable insight i mean i guess maybe maybe it's out there maybe you have to dig but i'm talking like actual things you can go to that everybody is familiar with and knows like what they're spouting off. I am on. so surprised that the leaders and managers of the WHO, the World Health Organization, and the CDC haven't rolled yet. It fucking it's mind blowing to me how they're not just mass firings of of what's been happening, how the misinformation got spread how the information got spread, how the lies, I mean, it's just, it's crazy to me how everyone in the WHO that when this pandemic started is still in place. Yeah. It's fucking mind blowing. (laughs) CDC as well. Doug, if there was a, if there was a thousand gallons of jet fuel out of, you know, a 1.2 million gallon tank, if there was like one or 2000 gallons of jet fuel that were like missing and unaccounted for, we were staying until we found it. Like, where did it go? Did it get misplaced? Did we send it to a different tank or did it get put on a plane that we didn't, know about that we forgot about or didn't get logged in like we were there 20 hours it didn't matter we were there until we found it right what the fuck <laughs> i don't get it there's there's almost- we are held to such a high standard and then these motherfuckers literally world health organization cdc center for disease control you guys fucked this up royally nobody cares and nobody cares it makes no sense. I don't feel protected or cared for, like uh, from high. Like there's, there's so much essential. I've been at work for essential. I got not a single dollar. Yeah. I remember going to war. I got fucking bank, dude. Yeah, I've been. A, <laughs> I was I'm getting essential fucking. Too. I was. When I get hazard duty pay, imminent danger pay, family separation pay. Like Hostile I had fire. all sorts of shit. Yeah. Well, I, I think uh, hostile fire is imminent danger. Okay. Because we got shot at every day. tomorrow. But it's like hazard duty is not. So hazard duty is a separate one. 
imminent danger, family sip, and I think tax free. So those are the yeah. four things I got. It was very nice. <laughs> you know, it was worth it. It was you know, and then we had a a sense of duty as well. We were fighting in a war. You know, Operation Iraqi Freedom. And here it's like they're giving you the mindset around we're fighting this war, but then you look at the actual stats, you know. And it's tough. It's tough to to go. I don't know. I just saw this thing. It was like 166, 166,000 people have died in America. 166,000. 166. And out of the like 76 million that have been tested. So it's like. I think that's a uh, five percent or two percent. That's two percent of people that have have been tested have died or tested positive. I don't know. I would have to look at the thing. But I was looking at this, and it was not from the WHO and CDC. And I mean, it's it's about right. It's about it's linked up kind of with there, but that's not how it's been portrayed to us. The percentages. It's not how it's being portrayed to us. It's being portrayed to us that, you know, this is just devastating. And it's going to, if we, you know, if we send our kids back to school, then we're going to have no kids. Kids are dead. All the kids are dead. <laughs> it's like, that's not, I don't know. Uh, yeah. And it's tough to, it's tough to go. Like, would you do that though, too? Like, you know, Ian's kid is, you know, he's got the asthma issue. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to send him back to school either. I kind of get that. I, and it's a, from what I understand, it's a tricky disease to to understand. Some there's virus. It's a tricky virus, uh, but but and nobody's talking about being healthier or getting healthier. Right. Either. Like that's why I'm so unconcerned because I know what my household's eating and the activity yeah. levels that we have. Like, there's no out. there's no sedentary lifestyle happening whatsoever and even even pandemic aside like that's a big problem in our society they're just whether that be in the psychological field they're just throwing people you know antidepressant drugs and that instead of fixing your diet maybe you'll feel better just diet pills like no just you should never be on a diet. People should just have a healthier diet. They allow, they allow us to kill ourselves. Does it does it make me prejudiced to when I see somebody that's healthy and that's fit, like to like a, not appreciate it, but like kind of respect them a little bit more than somebody that is unhealthy? What was the question? Is it what? Does it make me prejudiced? Prejudice. Um. Yeah, but I feel the same. In fact, I had a it was an unconscious bias that came to light one time. I was actually like in a diversity class where if you were a fat slob, I'm way less likely to care what you have to say about anything. When there's still <laughs> things that you may have like value to provide for other individuals. Right. So I got past that. But at the same time, I still like want that individual to be healthier. Like I, 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 I know your back hurt. I know your knees hurt. Like, I know that you're one cheeseburger away from not being at your kid's birthday party. Like, what You can't ring your ro roll your body through the ringer like that for so long. I mean, it, yeah. and we all have our you're vices yourself. And, and things. But yeah, you're legitimately killing you're yourself. Killing and yourself. that's part of my beef with this country. Like, they just allow, 
You know, alcohol is a slow killer. You can just drink yourself to death and all of a sudden your, your liver is gone. You can eat yourself to death. You can just have processed food nonstop for cheap for your whole Apparently life. In California, you can do drugs till you die too on the streets that people drive on. Yeah, that's weird. Back to Cali, dude. We were about to move there. So it was December something. I want to say 17th. It was, it's my cousin's fiance's birthday i think it's the 17th but regardless december in minnesota snowstorm i didn't take a piss man okay. <laughs> i'm sorry it's all good you pause i can pick up right there right. i'm gonna piss too you play swords Throwing these seltzers down like hey, Adam. Yeah, they're delicious. Fuck it. Yeah, we were about to move to Cali, but it's December, whatever, and we're supposed to go to some birthday party, and a snowstorm rolls through, so I had to like dig Megan's car off of the plow route because it's parked on the street. Oh, yeah. So I do that. It's cold as fuck. Takes forever. I keep getting stuck. I'm trying to shovel the bare minimum of plowed snow. It's hard as fuck. So I'm like, I get that done. I get her car where it needs to be. And then my car gets stuck like in the alley. Like after I get hers positioned, so I have to shovel my car out too. That's the car we're taking to where we're going. I was just like, so I go back inside. It's negative two, December, like, which isn't even Minnesota cold. That, right. It's cold that's, as fuck. That's like but average. That's, yeah, that's just like a normal winter day. But I was out there for like 45 minutes to an hour just shoveling. I was just like. I was like, all right, because at that point, we had already decided we were leaving Minnesota, but it was Colorado, California. And I just, I came inside, just pissed off. It's like, all right, you win. Like, we'll go to Cali. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's all good. We'll figure it out. But I'm not, no more winters ever. Right. And it, that was, this was 
16, 17 ish. G wasn't born, so 16. Uh, I was just like, uh, uh, and the, the whole state was on fire. So after like a few months, I was just like, nah, that idea is it's dead. Like I'm not moving to California. So where do you want to go? So, but that's, we came pretty, like we looked at houses. Like we went to California for like three days and just got familiar with a couple of areas, looked at houses, stopped in on some spots, met some people just like, but then ultimately it was just like, not the whole state's on fire. Mm. Like not going like, and historically speaking, natural disasters happen on coasts. So I'm not going to a coastal state. Like it's just not happening. So we compromised and, it made the most sense to be in Tucson, just with family and needing help with kids and shit. Her whole family's here, so just like, and then my all my peeps are in Phoenix, so it's just like, all right, let's just 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 go back to the desert. Like, mm-hmm. ultimately, I think she still wants to go to Cali, but it's like just the idea of it, just the weather aspect of it. There's as many days of sunshine in Arizona and Colorado as there is in California, so it's like we can get the sunshine. Yeah, we don't have the beach, but we can go to the beach. So I don't know. I'm not, but I ain't going. They got some shit going on there. I'm not. I'm not into that tax rate. I'm not into that cost of living. Gas is like easily extra eighty cents a gallon, if not more. Cereal's more expensive. Like there's nothing cheaper. Like there's nothing cheaper. So it's like nah, cost of living in Tucson's all good by me. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's not uh, the just the homeless situation there would bug me. Um. But apparently that's just like, from what I'm hearing, it's just kind of in the main cities, you know, L.A., San Francisco. Sure. Um, I, from my understanding. My uncle lives in San Diego. I don't think it's really hit, hit there that hard. But, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of, I have friends that are in Cali and you know, I definitely see it. It's, uh, it's disturbing, to say the least, the amount of drugs that are on the streets that, I mean, just lining the... The interstates, the <clears throat> even they can't move them. It's like a no move order. They passed a law like a year or two ago where you can't fucking move your property. And if you set up a tent, that's your property. And you can't move my property, so you can't move me. So cops can't do anything about it. What do you do though? Just as a as the king. Like, what do you do? You don't want to displace these people. They still got human rights. They got civil rights. So what do you do? Obviously, that's not the right way to go about it. Do you do, like, Tucson has Santa Rita Park. Like, that's Homeless Park. Like, Yeah, but there's only, like, 20, 30 people there at a given time. L.A. is just so populated. It's way overpopulated. What do you do? That's what took... Create a... Virus <laughs> that wipes out the. I don't even. I don't even know. One percent of the population. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. How Bill Burr made a joke about it. I mean, that's why I kind of brought it up. But I don't know what you do. Got to create something for him. To me, it's like that's what government should can't be. put him in jail. I mean, no. jail's not the place for him at all. Oh, no. uh, to me, that's what government's for. Like. Take take my money. That's fine. You're stealing from me with all these taxes. Take my money. That's fine. But don't line in motherfuckers' pockets with it. I want it to go to the country and those who need it. So I want there to be like homeless what it transition centers. Like nobody should be we're we're a first world country. We have enough me. I think there's enough means 
in this country and supplies where nobody needs to be homeless or extremely, extremely few. Like there should be centers built where people can stay, not just oh, a run. You're staying in a basement of a church with twelve other families or whatever. Like I've seen that lifestyle too. Like you, here's your room. You're in hard times. This is it. This is your transition program back to reality. Whether you fell on hard times because of drugs or divorce or your spouse got medical bills ran up and they lost their life and you're just riddled in debt. Like I get the circumstances that can come with some people getting homeless, but like as a country, we, it's not what we should allow to have happen. And I don't, I don't necessarily know. I don't have a remedy or anything like that. Just well, there definitely, there definitely is out there and it's, we're going to take more of your money. And that's fine. I'm fine tax, with paying. I'm fine with paying more money if it means betterment of society and people's day to day lives, teaching them the right things, giving them the proper health care, giving them the proper resources to where they can be productive members of society, and that way everybody's going to be able to make more money. Because I mean, ultimately, we're still a capitalistic society, so I'm fine with paying more. I don't even. I don't even make that much money. Yeah. But, but I sure don't like it being taken and I don't know where those pennies are going. I want to know where every penny is going. Why are we still So we the hangar we worked in at DM, we didn't have paper towels for like a year. Mm-hmm. We didn't stop making bombs. Like there's a what what's going on here? We can't get what we need to clean ourselves. You know, whether that be soap or paper towels, we were bartering paper towels for toilet mm-hmm. paper, yeah. the printer ink, printer paper. Like, there's shit we legitimately did not have and had to barter with other units. Like, what what are we doing here? Like, but we're still flying sorties. We're still dropping bombs. Dude, our, uh, the day I left uh, Germany, the day I got discharged, our magic number was, like, 44. When I got there, it was over 100. It was, like, 115. That was how many people were in our flight. Refueling the flight. Refueling the fight. Getting fucking aircraft off the ground, sending people home, sending people overseas. It was a big mission in Germany. Shit didn't change, but Obama cut us fucking damn near in half. Yeah, the Obama administration, I mean, it was supposed to be federal government cutbacks. Is right. what it start, government right. cut, government's too big, government's out of control, we're going to do government cutbacks. Mm-hmm. But they didn't cut positions of the Airmen and Family Readiness Center that is really not needed. It's nice to have, but it's not needed. We had shit like no fucking ink and no paper mm-hmm. towels. Like it's, right. it's Yeah, we had no we had to go buy our own toilet paper. So our the upper management, pretty much in our our flight, the upper management took the took the bullet and they went and bought all the stuff that we needed, like high hygienic stuff, you know, baby wipes, toilet paper, soap. Just the shit that normally you have funding for doesn't and then we lost, and I, I mean, Obama lowered the tenure. Essentially, that's where I got put to. That's, that's where I got offloaded was his cut. That's, that's what happened to me. I lost my stripe. I should have been able to get my stripe back, right? You get it. You get it. You get it. You get punished. All right. Can you make it back? That's what makes an airman. That's what makes a fucking military member. If you can make it back, you can get through the fucking shit, even though you're already thrown through it. If you can make it back, then that's what makes a good leader. That's what they wanted to see. I didn't get a chance to do that. I lost my stripe, got hit with higher tenure, I'm out. A lot of people were upset about it. 
But <clears throat> so like I said, our magic number was that. So they were working, dude, 15, 16 hour days, six days a week. It was like a deployment. If you're POL, you go to Germany at that point at that moment, it was like a deployment. I mean, we had six or seven people, uh, refuelers at my shift when I first got there. By the end of it, I mean I wasn't a refueler, but I was getting pulled because there was one refueler. There was one person going out to refuel the entire flight. Like ridiculous stuff we had eight people and a civilian in my original shop i was in dwindled down that was during the uh bush administration by the time you know what? it was still the bush administration so i guess they were doing uh force reduction already but they were doing like blue to green letting people they were just letting people out force reduction you go to the army mm-hmm. and you get a stipend or you can flat out get out because the air force is way overmanned from september 11th when they beefed up the whole military yeah so and i'm not saying it wasn't i mm-hmm. i kind of agree well to put airplanes in the air in the way we needed to do it like eight people in my shop was nice and we dwindled down to four by the time i left and it was the same thing it. i got to davis Monton and we had eight nine maybe ten people Dwindled down to three by the time I left, and that's only in a four-year time span. Like, what? The? Come on, man! You can't, you can't do this to us. We man. can't work twenty-four hours a day, Kyle. Yeah, we, yeah. If you want, the, if you want the paper, we can, but the paperwork ain't gonna be good. Yeah, <laughs> and the paperwork's yeah. gotta be good. And my fucking paycheck better be looking a lot nicer too. Yeah, no shit. I mean, like at the end of that, dude, these guys were working fucking just 15 16 hour shifts like i said six days a week they didn't have they couldn't what do they do they get paid more they just did it because they were told to do it so it's like okay you want to cut us cool we'll lower the mission too but he's still bombing people obama was bombing everybody warmonger he was yeah he was sending people everywhere so you fucking fucking look at president the honorable president barack hussein obama as something different than anything else when he's not yeah he's worse we were there dude we saw it dude we were fucking bombing everybody we're sending troops everywhere bombing everybody civilians bombing everybody oh man they don't i don't understand why like we sit there and hold him in such high regards and compare him to uh president trump these days like and regardless of what you think about anything like obama was but horrible. All, uh, all I'm saying humanity. about that, <laughs> all I'm saying about that is, our mission didn't go anywhere. Our mission stayed the same. The same. So you, you had 110. Do more people, with less, bro. You had 110 people doing this job in my POL flight in Germany, and you asked them to do this job, and then, boom. Now you have 50, and you're doing the same shit. Either one, man. Don't matter to me. I've had them both. They're all good. Red's better. I like red. And now we got 50 doing the job that 110 people did, but literally morale is gone. Now you got people fucking getting out. Now you got people like me that are glad to be out and looking at people like, you know, I know a lot of people that wanted to stand for, you know, and they're just, I'm a recruiter now. Later, I'm never going back to POL. I'm just going to go recruit. And then recruiters now that, you know, now it's ramped up. We need more. We need more. You know, you got to recruit for us. Oh, man. There's something to say, and I think it's beneficial to cut the shit when they did from uh, starting in, like, I came in in 04, and right around then, they were doing the lean process. I mean, they're still doing it, the Air Force lean process, when actually, no bullshit, timers around your neck, 
How long does it take to do whatever? Count steps in between stuff. How long does it take to do whatever? Put the, put on this flap on the on the, on the plane. Whatever whatever the task is. Okay, where can we trim the fat? Let's make this as efficient as possible. And that was going on. I mean, it's probably still going on, but the heavy hitter shit was like 04 to 06. Like a whole just lean, the Air Force lean process. Let's cut the shit. And that's great. But you don't have to necessarily cut all these people and keep the mission the same. And if you are going to cut all these people, then we need to train less because that's what they tell us. Our, your, your, your mission at your duty station is practice. You're practicing for when you actually are going to war. All right. Well, I... I know that's important, but maybe we need to practice less. <laughs> it's going to save money, and it's going to save morale and just people's well-beings. Right. I mean, just, I mean, we talk about veteran suicides, but there's active duty oh, suicides absolutely. as well. Well, once you sign up, you're a veteran. True. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, that's why. I mean, that's why. That's why the number. I mean, is if so you big. if, if you want to get literal about it, but people don't realize that. Well, the numbers down. It was what I mean. The average that was taken. There's a census out there in like 2015. I think was the last huge one that was done. It was like 22 a day, but they're saying it's definitely lowered since then, which is weird to me. They're saying it's it's reduced, and it's like 18, 17. I've seen a few studies and a few articles. It's a massive swing. That. So I have that, you know, I have the band, it's 22 a day, 22 yeah. push-ups a day, 22 veteran suicides a day. Well, apparently it's down. But it's like, I've only read a few articles on it, and I don't really know how they get these numbers. I don't really know how they got the 22 a day number either. I mean, it could just be, I mean, we're lied to every day, man. <laughs> yeah, that that's so bothersome. Just, we are factually lied to every day by right. what people consider the mainstream sources for information. Right. And I don't understand how that's still the mainstream source of information. I don't know if it's leftover boomer mentality or just people find that to be the norm. I got I don't think we were arguing. I think Mrs. Rain and I we were just talking and she said something. She's like, "Well, don't turn conspiratorial." I was like, "What? N- no, I'm not." Like that's just a, it was what was it specifically coronavirus numbers or something like that it was just like well no numbers aren't right in this country like i'm not talking conspiratorial like it's just because you hear something on nbc doesn't mean that's gold like hold on no things oh, are no, different oh no i've i've every i have nurses in my family i have people in the in the in the hospitals literally in my family that i trust with my own life with my son's life um and girl I'm seeing now like I have multiple sources different avenues and from every single source is yeah the numbers are wrong like it's just not right and they're they're portraying that these hospitals are super overpopulated blah 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 and it's just not they get more money when it's like that so when you do hear that was the point that was the argument point the the hospitals that was your guys's argument yeah it wouldn't not even argument whatever we were debating at the time but the hospitals are getting federal dollars if they need coronavirus support so naturally they're gonna report higher coronavirus numbers so to get a, more money a, so they have paper towels and soap and fucking printer <laughs> yeah. ink I mean I understand it I get it you know because they're hurting too they yeah. just had to the so I'm seeing this girl she works at St Joe's um she I hate St uh, Joe's. 
I was born in St. Joe's. My son was born in St. Joe's. Oh, okay. Terrible Being experience. And your son are fucking badass. Terrible experience. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, yeah. I don't doubt it. They just had to lay more people off. So, like... And it's, like, supposedly they're super busy. But how they lay more people off when they're apparently getting more money because it's just super busy. Insurance companies are paying them more. Why are they laying people off? Cause I mean, it, this, is, this, is, this is fucking deeper... And this is way more intellectual than I can even fathom and think of, um, because I'm not in this, you know, the business of of managing a hospital. Yeah, and I only manage hospital medical office buildings, (laughs) so I kind of see it, and I'm starting to see it a little bit more. And buddy, it's fucking scary. From what I'm hearing from all my family members and from from this shit, like it is is fucking scary. As far as just lies yes. the numbers yes yeah i mean so what's been proven what's a fact what's a fact right now is that we had a guy in tucson the motorcycle guy he died it's not it wasn't ammo it wasn't t's buddy oh it was another guy he died of a motorcycle accident and then boom his corona they said it was corona. oh yeah yeah you know um this girl i'm seeing uh the tests like when they when they take the test and they put that swab into a thing and test it, they do this test where there's a little vial. That vial color changes every month. That vial color is not the same substance that they're putting these tests into. It's different. I don't know. I'm following. What's that mean? Um. So they take that nasal swab, right. stick that shit up in yeah. there, and then they fucking close it up. Right? right. Yeah. And then they take it back to a lab. They have a little vial, and they put that that swab <clears throat> in the vial. If it turns a certain color, it's positive. It turns, if, it, if it doesn't, then it's negative, mm-hmm. right? Well, that vial color has changed every month. She's like, dude, there's something fucking off about that. That never, like, we do tests all the time. Everything is constant. Everything is the same. Why is, why is corona changing color? Why is it different? Why is it coming in different vials? Why is it coming from different companies? Different companies are supplying the the liquid that tests the the shit that tests the swabs for the corona, the nasal swabs. Yeah, and if you get so you're if you're you, your nasal swab, you don't have coronavirus, but you want to get the antibody test, so you get the the prick like that counts as two. Like let's say you test yeah. positive for coronavirus and the antibodies. That's two tests, not one patient. So in Arizona, at least, the numbers are doubled. Well, uh, luckily, the smart people will sit there and understand that, hey, the, t- the positive testing people, the amount of tests, like, it doesn't really, you shouldn't really look at that. Like, okay, the, the, the positive tests are a thing. Lower them. Literally cut them by a quarter, I think. And then that's the exact number, or that's that's a closer number to the truth. But look at how I mean, you can't really fake deaths. Deaths are deaths. You can't fake a death. There was three uh, three homies in Kentucky that went. They were all roommates. They were like, they all had symptoms. They were like, fuck, we got to go in, get tested. They go in. They, they do the like, drive-by stuff, right? They're in a car. They're driving by. They sign up. Okay, we're going to do it. They get in line. They realize the line's like fucking four hours long. Yeah. They hear it from the people in front of them. Hey, this is fucking from a homies like in front of them. Like, dude, this shit is long as fuck. They're like, okay, we're out. Boom. They roll out. They're like, we'll just come back tomorrow. But they signed up. They gave their email and everything. Guess what? They get an email the next day saying they all tested positive. They didn't even fucking take a test. 
Kentucky. Just gotta get paid. This shit happens in Kentucky, though. Paid. You'd think fucking Kentucky people would be truthful. You know, the farmers would think, fucking out would there. Think, I would say that Kentucky people would be more truthful than California or Virginia people yeah. or Florida people. But you know what? Yeah, I guess I, there's liars I know people, in Kentucky too. Yeah, if I know people, I would have thought Kentucky. I thought I knew people, but thing. apparently I don't. So that's what I'm saying. Like these numbers, like you can't really fake deaths. But they also found a way around that. Yeah, they are faking deaths. But <laughs> well, no, no, they're not faking the deaths. They're they're saying, well, they, they might be doing death. that too. Cause of death. But yeah, the cause of death. You know, you die by a motorcycle accident. Well, but you were tested positive for corona. You died of corona. Hospital gets more money. You know, there's more insight about. I don't know. I have no idea. I want to know the. It's scary though to even start thinking about this and talking about it. Like it's just who fucking knows, man. I who knows how deep it goes. Yeah, it's not I. I want to know. know the I know death it comes rate. from. I know it comes from China. It comes from fucking China. That's what we do know, right? It originated in China, and they're all fucking hunky dory now. There's videos and pictures of them fucking partying it up, um, close together, like the Wuhan that China. Like they're not doing the social distancing anymore. We're the only country. Or I'm not. We're not. The, we're not the only country. But they're not doing it anymore. I want to know the death rate, the legit death rate, and I want to know the hospitalization rate. Because if I blow my back out like Sean did, I want to be able to go to the doctor. Like that, that's, that's, or if I get sick, like I want to be able to go to the doctor. So I don't know. It's all. Young Jamie, what do you got on that? <laughs> um, so what I saw, the last number I saw on, so if you test positive for Corona, Two percent of people in the United States have died. So if you test out of, out of all the people that have tested for pest tested positive for Corona, two percent have died. That's not right. That'd be six hundred thousand people. How do you figure? Because there's three hundred plus thousand people here. So one percent of that is three hundred thousand. In the is United it, States, is my math off? Is it thirty thousand? Thirty thousand what? One percent of, two percent of, United States. Yeah, you're talking about United States, not Arizona. Just United States. Okay. I'm so out math. of all the people that have tested positive mm-hmm. for Corona, two point something have died. It still seems high. Not to mention false positives for people because coronavirus. The, it, yeah. A common cold is a coronavirus. If you look, read a Lysol can. That disinfects for coronavirus, just not yep. COVID nineteen strain. I don't know, man. I've uh, so population mm-hmm. is still like point point zero something. It's killed one hundred one sixty six. One sixty six was the number I saw today. So half a percent. So it's not even a a full one percent. Yeah, it's not even a full point one percent. It's point zero something. Of the United States population. What is the United States up to? 300, let's say 350 million. 350 million. Plus illegals. Yeah. And who knows how they're counting those numbers? Well, they're not. <laughs> they're not, you know. Oh, yeah, they are in, in tenfold. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's all a bunch of fuckery. Ultimately, take care of yourself. I mean, eat, drink more Goes water. Goes back to what we were saying, yeah. Yeah, drink more water, eat more green shit, 
and be some kind of active, whether that be taking a walk or playing with your toddlers or going up and down the stairs, whatever that looks like. Like, stop taking things away from people. Like when the mask mandate came out, I'm f- and I'm fine with I'm fine with wearing masks. But when the mask mandate came out, like the original thing was like, wear a mask when working out and swimming in pools. Like, w- and swimming in pools, mm-hmm. like. I saw a video or a picture fuck? of a lady that was in the middle of the ocean by herself. She had a, a mask on, like <laughs> I just, saving the fish, man. I don't know. People use your discretion. Like I, I don't know. I'm, I'm as scared of the coronavirus as I am the flu. Like people get sick, it's it's gonna happen. But if you're if you're taking well enough care of yourself, you know, dietarily and hygienically, like. Probably gonna be all right. Yeah, there's outlier cases. There's gonna be perfectly. There have been perfectly healthy people who've dropped dead from this. You know, so yeah, I'll try and find that that snippet, that picture of what I saw from the. Uh, it gave like references and everything. It was like this is how it should be. This is how the stats and the the numbers should be given to the populace, and it was a straight up like. Look at these numbers of all these people that are tested. It's getting big. It's it's outrageous. Like, yeah. Yeah, there's a shit ton of people yeah. getting tested. The we, we're, and as Trump will say, we're the best at testing. We love testing, and we are the best at testing. I get it. Okay, yeah, yeah. But why are people freaking out about the amount of tests that are out there? You can go get a test whenever you want now. Yeah, I have at no first, idea. At first, it was like, dude, we don't have enough tests. Right. And now it's like, dude, we have plenty of tests. You want to go to test? You can go get a test. You have no symptoms. You can go get a test if you want. Yeah. So that was within a matter of months. And potentially test positive. Yeah. And there's, I mean, you can test positive for AIDS and be negative. There's false positives all over the place in all sorts of tests. There's false positives on everything. That's what I was saying. A common cold is a coronavirus. So you can test positive and be reported in all these stats when you just had a cold. I didn't know that. Yeah. See? So, so. It, 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 it's just wild. But whatever. It's, man, let's, just, it's just wild. It's just man. wild, man. It's like I told wild. you a few weeks ago, man, I wasn't built for this time, man. I'm, oh, I'm a yeah. fucking warrior. I'm not I'm not built for all this I'm done with first it, world bullshit. I'm way over it. I'm ready for it to go away. And I'm, I hate. So when... <laughs> well, when the uh, yeah, me too. Well, I mean, I work at a hospital, so it's like oh, that's yeah. all we do. That's all we do is talk about it. All I know is when a vaccine man. comes available, like I'm not about it. Like I'm not even. I close. stopped taking the flu. I stopped taking the flu virus. Uh, you got out the Air Force. <laughs> yeah, once I got out, and I've never had the flu. So. so, oh, here's a. So I got the. I mean, 14 years. Every year, you get your flu shot. Last and then so we and then we've had babies, so it's recommended you get your flu shot every year. Last year I got the flu after getting the flu shot, but I guess the stomach flu is just air quote flu. It's not the flu, even though they're really similar. So now I I, I don't know. I thought I like I got the flu shot, I still got the flu, so I was thinking about not getting the flu shot this year. But it's like, oh no, that wasn't the flu. It's like the stomach flu. It's not. It's not the flu. I'm like, well, f- stop fucking confusing me. I don't, I don't know. So the stomach flu probably has a different medical term. Yeah, for it, it does. Yeah, I looked it up. I don't remember what it is. But yeah, it just it like, sure did seem like the fucking flu. Yeah. Well, when you start throwing up and stuff, you just convulse. You your body aches and stuff, and that mimics like what a, you could have body aches before you even throw up when you have the flu. 
I don't I don't even know if I've ever had it. I know I've definitely thrown up a few times. Not because of alcohol, because of uh, I've thrown up a lot from being alcohol. sick, being sick, but yeah, I don't even know if I've ever had the flu or not. All I right. I'm about to kill these mics, man. What uh what do you think happens when you die? Let's walk out on that. Oh. Seth's virgin version of you dead. Then what? Uh, I mean, nobody knows. But I'm going to go ahead and say I have a bunch of theories. And I think one of my favorite theories is we're all a collective. We all have kind of a similar mindset of what the world has in store, the universe, the and whatever. All of the universes, we're all connected. And uh, when you die, you will figure something out. Like, you're not... It's not going to be nothing, but it's definitely going to be something. Maybe you go into another... You live the world over again, or you figure it out. You go into another... Life, another human life. I don't know. I I don't believe in God. I don't I don't think you go to heaven. I don't think you go to hell. I don't think this is a test. I think it's just a just is just is yeah. Right on. <laughs> because brother. we don't really know. We I mean there's a we we can't really fathom it our brains can't really fathom what it's actually out there we would just it would just be too much for us so we've created this little institute of earth and this little bubble here and this this makes sense so we're okay with it but in the long run like when you die maybe you go figure it out we can only hope to figure it out <laughs> all right man let's get up out of here i appreciate your time Everybody be cool, check on a damn vet, and hug your loved ones. Chuck! You're going to be okay, kid. Gosh, that's swell.
Cody's the only one who sounded like a bitch. <laughs> ow, ow, ow. Oh. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. He said, like, ow, ow, ow. Yeah. <laughs> I, was I was like, like wait, yeah. what? <laughs> that motherfucker said, ow, ow, ow. That's funny. 